Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. And this is it. This is the end of Zeo. The giant climactic battle in which our heroes, our true heroes, defeat the machine empire. Yeah! Um, And and we're going to see just who gets the killing blow uh, in a little bit. But first, I can't wait. Killing blow feels generous. Eric, what's cheering I mean, <laughs> I mean, they are dead. It's yeah. just that they can't, they don't stay dead. Well, but they're not, they're not dead. <laughs> That's, well, we'll frankly, mm-hmm. a little more horrifying than if they had died. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, we, we walked over you introducing well, no, yourself. Fine. I'm Zach. Uh, joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hey, I'm here. We've got Emily. Yo, what's up? And we've got Luke. I'm here. Hooray! Uh, so, I'm very excited to get into it this week. However, we have a couple talking about things to get through. Talking about things! So, first thing is, uh, if you listened to our 200th episode, oh boy, 200th <laughs> episode and liked the, uh, the game we played, If Not Us, Then Who?, uh, the Power Rangers-based tabletop game by our friend Riley Hopkins. Uh, they have a uh, Kickstarter for it up. Um, you can find it at kickstarter.com, uh, if not us, then who? And also you can find them at, at RevRyeBread on Twitter, R-E-V-R-Y-E-B-R-E-A-D. And you should go check it out because they're making a physical physical version of the game. It's a really cool game. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was super fun to play on the episode. Like... Again, we did an episode on it so you can listen to what it's like, and I'm not sure how well we played it, but we had a lot of fun playing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to include some special cards, because the original version of the game is built around a 52-card deck. Uh, the printed version is going to include some extra cards that add some extra wrinkles to the game. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, for folks listening to this, The uh, let's see, the deadline for the game is Sunday, December 8th. Uh, at like just early in the morning. So let's just assume it's December 7th is the last day you can do this. Um, they're getting close to their goal. They're about halfway there uh, as of this recording. 
but yeah, get in there, pitch in, and get yourself a copy of a really fun little tabletop game. Yeah, yeah it's, do it. it's real cool. You should check it out. Uh, so, now, business out of the way, let's talk about the new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Woo! Loved it. Uh, Love it looks it. a lot better visually. Love it. Like, the new design um, is amazing, and, like, there's a good reason for that. Uh, is it Tyson yeah. Hesse, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ty- Tyson Hess, yeah, yeah. Hesse, uh, I he- don't know if it's Hesse or Hess. I'm pretty sure it's Hess. I've, okay, um, I just realized I've never heard it said out loud. <laughs> so if, you if you don't know this story, it's real wild. Uh, if you remember, a, I don't know, a decade ago, not that long, but a while. It's these these comics, these Sonic comics that went around that were very popular. Uh, they were like, it's got nipples, the enchilada, and yeah. <laughs> what's the, is is it the, is it the same one that's. Uh, uh, you took a my chaos Emma Walds that day. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where so, tails his arms and he flies by twisting his arms and constantly breaking every one of his bones <laughs> and screaming. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that also has original the character do not steal right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah. So, it was it was actually a very funny and very meme worthy series of Sonic comics and then eventually he started working on the actual Sonic comics as I recall. Uh yeah well and, and like recently did like was the lead animator for the intro to Sonic Mania. And some of those uh, shorts that they did, which were all great. Yeah, yeah, Sonic Mini Adventures, as well as that extra stuff they did for Team Sonic Racing. Basically, he's been sort of... He's fallen into the role of basically being a human panic button for Sega's <laughs> PR. Yeah! Where basically, if the fandom hates something, it's like, oh, fuck, get Tyson on the line. Uh, cl- clearly, there's only one person on this earth that understands how to make Sonic fans happy, and it's this webcomic artist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like he's really good at it. Like, I love yes, his absolutely. stuff. Absolutely! And it's wild because, like, it only just came out today that, like, he was the one who had been recruited to sort of, like, head the redesign and had been working closely with, yeah. like, the animators in the movie. And yeah. Just, so, yeah. And it, it really, sh- like, okay, for one thing, the new design is, like, so much better. Like, I don't have yeah. any complaints yeah. with it. I think it looks fantastic. The character is, like, way more emotive. And, like, it's she- he's cute to look at. Like he- It's fun looking at the character. And, like, people have pointed out... Um, that, like, it must have been fancy work done, and now we know it was, because, like, there's parts in it where he's, like, got about, he's about to fall off a desk, and he's doing, like, the I'm balancing uh, a uh, motion, like, motion that yeah. he did in, like, the old games and shit. Like, it's really good. I, yeah, I, it's, it's really it's, cool. Um, it's, it's, the, it's uh, like, really evocative of the original design, a lot more than the old thing. Yeah, it still and it still makes concessions to the fact that it needs to seem like it exists in the real oh. world, so you can still see individual quills. Right, and he still has like two separate eyeballs, although they're a lot closer together but than they were like before. But it feels like a way more sensible thing. I, I, yeah. it's funny because I do understand that, like, I just don't think the single eye would work in. 3D animation. No, right. absolutely. I'm not complaining about that change. That is no, a good change. But also, he made it look good. Like, they make a lot more effort to like change what needs to be changed. Right. Yeah. But leaving as much of the rest of it alone as possible. I just like to imagine him coming to them with basically the original Sonic design and then being like, okay, but I swear to God, he has to have two fucking eyes. <laughs> like, like, we cannot do this. 
<laughs> but yeah, so you should come to them with the original slide design. I just love the idea. Of like, all right, Tyson, you know, we're really excited to see your pitches for how to fix the Sonic design, <laughs> and it's just official Sonic the Hedgehog artwork. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just I, this, guys. Why yeah, don't about you do if this? we just put fucking Sonic the Hedgehog in our Sonic the Hedgehog movie, guys? What if we did that? <laughs> I, I, one thing I really like about it too is it 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 kind of looks like a mix between like the modern Sonic and the old Sonic design. He's still short and stumpy, yeah. but he's got like the green eyes, you know, like. He looks a little bit more like modern Sonic, and I really like the like the concession of that. Um, I know, I, like, I don't give a shit. He's still got blue arms, and I know some people care about that. I don't right. care. He looks I great. super don't care. I honestly <laughs> forgot that's not what he looks like. Everything else honestly, is the, <laughs> the blue arms don't don't bother me. I'm glad that they got rid of they gave him gloves and stopped having him just these yes. weird white hand things. And he has he has a peach belly instead of the white belly and stuff like that. Like and his mouth is less terrifying. So he that's looks good. like a cartoon yeah. character, not a weird like human mutation. Right. It's really man. funny because. Like I, I looked, saw the new design, and I was like, "That's that. That looks good. I'm, I'm glad they did it." And then I saw a side by side. I was like, "Fuck! I forgot. Like I forgot yeah. how bad it was." Right. Totally. So, I, okay. I know that you, uh, you Zach and Emily, uh, are excited for this movie now. I still think it looks pretty whatever. And That's I, fine. And I am grumpy because. I wanted to see the train wreck with the yeah. horrible, horrendous Sonic design, and now oh, I'm being I denied totally that. totally get it. That, like, that's I, that's actually something I was I was telling Emily earlier because she's a lot more excited about this than I am. Yeah, I like I'm still at a point where I'm going to have to see it out of obligation because we're going to do it for the podcast. Yeah, we have to. But like, <laughs> like that that's really the best way to put it is before it looked like a train wreck. This was going to be a Super Mario Brothers movie ass fucking disaster, yeah. and it's yeah. going to be enjoyable on that level. Uh-huh. Now it just it looks like it's just going to be a movie, like an actual real movie, and like that's less yeah. interesting. Yep, I agree. So here's what I'll say: it looks real cheesy. It looks like it's definitely aimed at at little kids, and which that's is great. totally what it should be. Like, sure. yeah. But also, I totally get why people who were like, "Man, what is this?" are now like, <laughs> "Eh, well, I guess I'm just going to skip that. That's fine. Right. There's nothing wrong." Well, with we that. what we need to do is we need to get the fucking Snyder cut people, yeah, and uh, start a hashtag <laughs> trending so that, to make sure that. Paramount, whoever it is, releases the disaster Sonic cut. I really hope they at least have, like, bonus features on the Blu-ray that shows some of the scenes because, like, that would that'd be fun. It'd be fun to here's, see the making of this movie, too, in general. Here's the thing. Yeah. That movie was done, right? Like, yeah. The fact, the fact that they had to go back and redesign it is a core part of this movie's history now. Right. Yes. They, sh- they can't pretend that it wasn't there. But yeah, the that movie's done, so, like, just put it, just put like a second, just put it on the Blu-ray. I'll watch that. Yeah. That sounds yeah. fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a uh, shot. Um, But yeah, like, like we're talking a lot about the design, and I would say like, like obviously they didn't like do like a lot of, like it's probably the same movie, although editing can do a lot to a movie. Sure. Right. Um, but this, this trailer was like so much better edited. It had like a lot more scenes of Sonic in it being Sonic. He really feels like the character. Like I, it, it was a it was a much more fun trailer than the last one, which was just like me had me like like open mouth st- stunned the whole time. This <laughs> right. one was like, oh, I'm having fun. Like oh, and and the song choice is better. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. As someone who is a, a fan of the character, a huge fan of the character as a kid, and then like still enjoyed that stuff in. 
I would say a 50% ironic way as an adult. Um, they made him a totally non self aware cheese ball. And that's, that's what like, if you go be. back and watch the Sonic, um, uh, the Saturday morning uh, cartoon, the one that everybody was like, oh, it's so dark. Like, if you go watch that, he's such a dork. And, like, they kept that. And I don't know if that was on purpose, but I really like it. So. I that was like actually it, yeah, part like- of the fun of it to me was that there actually was a lot of, like, it wasn't, like, full-blown grim dark. But, like, there was some pretty dark shit going on. But Sonic the Hedgehog was exactly the same character he was in the fucking, yeah. you know, goofy one with Scratch and Grounder. Like, they well, just transplanted kind of that character. idiot, right? Like, he's not very smart. Oh, he's smart. a fucking Are you imbecile? saying Sonic yeah. is a himbo? Yes, actually. <laughs> Sonic is totally a himbo, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I, he definitely feels, like, more like the 90s character than like the video games but i i want that like i'm i'm totally cool with that <laughs> my only problem with calling sonic a himbo is if he's a himbo what's knuckles also yeah. a himbo yeah i There's mean also himbos. a himbo they're both himbos <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then shadows like your fucking uh like the guy who used to write in dead journal instead of live journal he's that guy oh, yeah absolutely <laughs> and tails is just like a nerdy happy kid that hangs out with two himbos well tails is like <laughs> seven right so also, like also yeah. <laughs> i want to put out that like i'm not saying this movie's we, we who knows how the, how successful the movie's gonna be sure but i i guarantee it's gonna end with robotnik stuck in sonic's world right Yes, well, I mean we basically sure. got that from the original trailer. The, yeah. the, tra- the trailer, the the, the 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 sequel, if they make one, should open with Sonic like breaking into Eggman's base, talking onto someone on the radio, and stopping him. And he has all the Chaos Emeralds, and they'll get shot off back into the human world. And then he has to go to the human world to get them, and he brings along Tails. And yeah. then we see we see Robotnik like, oh, I've got to go too. And then Knuckles shows up and is like. Uh, you took my chaos and was like, no, I didn't. That guy did. And then right. Knuckles and Robotnik are the new villains, and Tails and Sonic are like both in the human world, hanging out with that Cyclops guy. <laughs> that Cyclops guy. <laughs> I can't remember his name. There's a lot of moments in this podcast where we have to stop and say, "Well, you basically just wrote fan fiction." Han, that is maybe the most. Well, you <laughs> yeah. basically just wrote fan fiction. This podcast is ever care. gotten. Last I, thing I I'll say b- before we move on <laughs> is that. Um, Nope, I forgot. I had something to say, and I totally forgot what it was. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, I'm I'm excited to watch that movie. I here's the thing. I do still think that people who want a train wreck like that. I think that movie's gonna be fun for me and Emily. I don't mm. know if it's gonna be like a good movie. Well, sure, so, but I think it's going to be a run-of-the-mill bad movie as opposed to a, like... Oh, yeah, sure. A nightmare. <laughs> Fair I enough. I wanted a nightmare. I'm glad so, you don't get that nightmare. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's fine. So anyway, that's... I oh, have plenty oh, other nightmares. I remember what I was going to say is... Uh, I said, it, I said it last time uh, when they put out the first trailer, but it's just nice to see Jim Carrey seem like he's having a good time. Like I guess... Yeah, I, I, he hasn't really got to do that in a while, so yeah. I don't know. I miss. Well, it. see, here's the thing: is that I do enjoy Jim Carrey as an actor, but also he's an anti-vaxer. So right, yeah. Also, he kind of burned in hell. <laughs> I so, always you know. forget that, and it's because the 
I didn't call you out on Twitter about it because I didn't want to be mean, but like, no, you're totally right. It's it's just one of those things where like I always forget because like the rest of his politics seem fine, and then I always forget that part. But you're totally right. That sucks shit. Uh, Vaccinate your kids. Anyway, let's move on Mm -hmm. to episode fifty of Power Rangers Zio. Good as gold. And we open on the Jim and Juice bar with Tommy teaching uh, a karate class, I guess. You know what's, what's kind of fun? Yeah. What? Stop and think about it. Huh. We're at the end of our fourth season of the show, arguably four and a half or five, depending on how you want to look at Alien Rangers. And, like, we're still just starting at the Jim and Juice bar <laughs> with a karate lesson. Someone's someone's doing a karate lesson. It's It's lovely. Yeah. It's like a warm, cozy blanket, really, at this point. It's funny because, like, they get so far away from it, and I feel like they kind of do... It's not as extreme because they never go, like, that far away, but it does sort of feel like when comics, like, get too far away and then go, Oh, shit, sorry, Peter Parker is a high school student. We're so sorry. We fucked Uh up. Like... It sort of feels like that. I'm, I'm for me, it feels like we didn't know how else to open the episode. Well, yeah. I mean, also that, yes. <laughs> also, uh, Ad- Adam um, has a has a choice here with this whole episode where he's got his he's got a short sleeve shirt that still has rolled up sleeves. I don't know. I'm not feeling that look. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't feeling committed enough to cut off the sleeves. He did. He was worried he wouldn't be able <laughs> yeah. to go back. He's like, Moon Tommy's not wearing any sleeves. But My I don't mom know, would yell guys. at me if I cut the sleeves off. <laughs> so, so as, as we as we get into this episode, so one one of the things we've sort of learned as we've done this podcast and and like slowly and thoroughly dissected the show that was never meant to be slowly or thoroughly dissected uh-huh. is that like we've become increasingly aware of the fact that the production behind the show is and basically has always been a dumpster fire stuffed into a clown car. Right. <laughs> and this as the finale for this series is maybe the most that 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 has been so far. It's In not a way. The, it's not the most discombobulated the show has ever been, but for being right. like the grand finale of the season – it should not be this messy. Yeah. It is a messy episode. I'll agree with that. I, I think that it starts out okay, so we'll, we'll talk about it. But um, Tommy is uh, finishing up this class. He also still has his Band-Aid from uh, last episode, so yeah. that's from fine. When he, from when he hit his uh, head on the counter from the alarm clock going off, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah of for- course. <laughs> uh, so I, I can't remember. Were all of you on the last episode? I think all uh, of us was. I think okay. so. All Maybe Mike was. wasn't. Mike, were you in the last episode? I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely fair. In any case, yes, he he. Tommy apparently in canon missed his uh, alarm clock and hit his face on a desk, which right. is very and out Tommy. Out of canon, went to a mosh pit and uh, cut his face open. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I remember that because they were like, "Jason's dying." Wait, Tommy, what happened to your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, we go ahead and, uh, Emily comes in, um, and they're like, hey, Emily. I've been here the whole time, Zach. (sighs) Uh, We're almost done with that bit. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen, uh, Jason? And also, this scene reminded me of something that I had buried deep in my psyche, which is that when I was a little kid, and this this was airing, Emily usually wears orange, 
it's not every episode she's in, but it's a lot of the episodes. Uh-huh. And me and my friends had convinced ourselves that she was for sure going to be the Orange Ranger at some point. <laughs> uh, that would have been pretty sick. Yeah. I also then just kept waiting it for It would have orange... given her character literally anything to do. Right. And then I just kept waiting for an Orange Ranger to happen, and so far, still hasn't. Wait, like, ever? No, there are no Orange Rangers in Power Rangers. Oh, there is wow. one Orange Ranger in... No, two orange rangers in Sentai. Uh, one is East, one is from uh, Tokyujer, the train yeah. Sentai, uh, where he starts out as one of the monsters, which is a traffic safety cone. So he's okay. orange, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is pretty incredible. But yeah, pretty, yeah uh, no, good. not in Power Rangers. Well, huh. except Cat in X SPD, but she is a ranger for one episode, so I don't know if that counts. Anyway. Uh, yeah, there's been a bunch of purples, but no. But yeah, so Tommy and Adam are having a conversation about like, wait, where's Jason? Maybe Emily, you know, and Emily walks up and is like, hey, have you guys seen Jason? Because whenever Jason's not on screen, every character should be asking where Jason is. Yes, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, he was supposed to be there to teach a class and she's trying to meet him. So I do just like Mm -hmm. the idea of like, oh, where's Jason? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, Emily can tell us. Hey guys, have you seen Jason? Oh, okay. Never mind that. That actually is kind of fun. (laughs) Although I will say the actual question in the viewer's mind uh, should be, hey, where's Rocky? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Rocky's not in this episode till the end, and there's not his, really- His voice is in it. Steve Cardenas is not in this episode at all. Yes, that is true. I, as- I assume because of that injury that kept him, like, that made him leave for Turbo, question mark? But he's just yeah. not here. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of glad that you guys vamped because I was trying to look something up. Because we asked on the previous episode if you've ever been to a Christian rock concert to write in and tell us if there was a uh, uh, a mosh pit. A mosh pit. Um, because Luke said he'd been but wasn't sure, slash was way in the back. Um, well, uh, slash, again, the Newsboys are not really a moshable band. Fair. Uh, we've got two answers. One is from Dylan on Twitter. Uh, I remember being in a circle pit at a Reliant K and Audio Adrenaline concert when I was younger. So there you go. There's one. Uh, and our, our uh, friend of the podcast, John, writes in and says, One of the co- first ever concerts I went to was a Christian hardcore show, show I was dragged to. There was more intense moshing at that show than anyone I've been to since, <laughs> including Necrogoblin shows, which is like black metal, if you don't know. Uh, also, the cu- guitarist hung from his knees off rafters for half a song. So there you go. I guess Christian right. hardcore bands are just fucking moshing. So maybe that's what Tommy's into, I guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, so she doesn't know where he is. She says he said he would come after after uh, uh, some martial arts classes. And Tommy's like, well, I mean, I just gave one, so he's not here. I don't know. Uh, and she says like, yeah, when he gets here, let him know that I'm uh, helping Ernie. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, so then we transition uh, slash cut over to Jason Running through the woods, being chased by presumably an army of cogs. It's like four of them, because it's only ever four of them. But the impression is given that it's like an overwhelming number. Uh, well, I think it's he, he's more running away because like his powers are in flux, rather right. than like, being is, scary. He, he is morphed, also. Um, so he's running away. And One this thing I is, love, uh, if, okay. if, uh, if you watch for a second... 
So Jason's going to hide behind a tree and demorph for a second and then morph back to show that his powers are failing. Yeah. The shot where you can actually see Jason's actor has way less fog in it yeah, than the huh. shot with the suit. Huh. Almost which like kind of raises some questions. Almost kind of like he's phasing into a different dimension when he puts the suit on. Weird. Shut the fuck up, Luke. <laughs> I can't believe I walked into that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple things I want to note about this scene. One is that um, if you've watched this show for a long time, like we have... Uh, you do notice that the you can see the clips on the side of the helmet sometimes, yeah. but they try to hide it a lot, and for some reason in this scene, it's, like, really visible. I, I guess it's just the shot choices they make, but I don't know, it, it's, it struck me as kind of weird. We don't you- usually get tons of close-up shots of the Gold Ranger helmet, but this one, they're getting us a lot of those, because this whole sequence is basically filmed like a horror movie. Do you know, remember in the first, the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie where Raph gets the shit kicked out of him uh, by all those foot ninjas? Absolutely. I remember uh, everything I about the Emily 1990 Ninja Turtles movie. I was asking movie. if anybody else did. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, but Okay, go it's fine. It's like, it's one of this, those scenes that's been replicated in like every Ninja Turtles thing because it's like good. <laughs> <laughs> well, to but, be fair, the Raphael scene was replicated from the comics where it was Leonardo getting yes. beat up by a bunch of ninjas. Right. But <laughs> the point is, it's it's like, it's one of the turtles who just gets caught kind of unawares and yeah, runs away. Yeah, I was, I was kind of jokingly gets, being a nerd about that. Yes, so you know, I gotcha. And gets some... the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> um, this is, scene is very reminiscent of that in a way where, like, I remember being a kid and being like, wait, wait, is he going to get hurt? Like, it's shot in a way... I stopped watching at this point, so I didn't see that, but yeah. Well, yeah, but it's shot in a way that, like... I mean, it's Power Rangers. You don't usually think of them as being in any actual danger. And obviously, Jason's fine. But, like, it it is kind of trying to give you the idea that, like, this is bad. Usually the show is Secret of the Ooze, not the original Turtles movie. Yes. uh, So... (laughs) Jason hides behind a tree to try to catch his breath. He does unmorph and morphs back. He says, this is not what I had in mind for today's workout. Um, it's funny because, like, Jason has been back for a while, but hasn't gotten much spotlight till the last two episodes. I forgot how much of his character was just, God, he loves pumping iron. Like, <laughs> that's all he is, yeah. Yeah, because that's consistent, but I forgot. It's just been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, he keeps running. Uh, you know, the, he gets chased. Like you said, there's a ton of fog in this scene for whatever reason, I guess, just to make it more, more scary. We cut up to the moon. Uh, King Mondo is like, yes, uh, Gold Ranger, wear yourself out. Muhaha. That's actually uh, really interesting, uh, as far as a strategic take for the Machine Empire. Right. Is that they're not trying to outright just kill Jason. They just want to wear him out. Like, listen, yeah, we're machines. We don't get tired. It's one of the things we're really good at. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they 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 chase him, and uh, Sprocket, who has become really murderous in the last couple episodes, uh, is <laughs> like, why don't you just let the cogs kill him? I mean, he says cream, but like, come on, uh, and have it over with. And uh, Wow. So here's the thing, and, and this will be a theme through this episode. 
I don't know if they're trying to imply Power Ranger powers work way different than we previously thought, or if the Gold Ranger powers specifically are weird. No, I think the Gold Ranger powers specifically are weird. Okay, because in this scene, they say that if the Gold Ranger loses his powers, we can take them? Question mark. And I guess that's sort of been established because they, like, transferred them to Jason from Trey. Right. But, but yeah. yeah that's, so like, the one thing that's been established really about the – well, two things about the Gold Ranger powers. One is that you can pass them from person to person. And two, they don't actually mesh especially well with a human being. Well, they were designed for a person who's three people. So, like, I kind of get it. But, yes, it, they don't seem to work on humans. So, anyway, uh, they're like, yeah, we're going to try to wear them out, wear them out. And then the point where I was watching this and I got so excited, which is that Mm -hmm. Jason turns around another tree and then Rita and Zed are just there. Like, there's there's no, like, they don't teleport in. There's no, like, flash or special effect. They're literally just like, what's up? We're in the woods. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he's just like, well, shit. Bad. (laughs) Uh... Jason's fucking no-sell of a lot of this stuff is, like, I know a lot of it is just Austin St. John giving kind of a flat performance, but it's actually kind of hilarious the way this is, this is a scene where shit's just gonna get worse and worse and worse for him as time goes on, shit's gonna stack, and he's just gonna be like, oh, fuck. Well, we've oh, mentioned it. I mean, I'm oh, looking fuck. at him right now. He looks really tense, and his eyes are darting between the two of them. I don't. I, he's fine. I don't get it. <laughs> I think maybe it's just his voice, though. We mentioned this before, but like the best, the best that Austin St. John is is when the scene calls for him to be deadpan. And I don't know if it's just because that's all he can do, or if he's just very good at that. But like, it does work. So he's just like, well. Nerds, like this is not what I wanted. Uh, and he goes like, he goes like, you two, come on. And then like, they're like, oh, it looks like you're stuck between a proverbial rock and a hard place. Yeah. And then he, and then I like Rita saying like, I liked you better in red. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was cool. Uh, and then Call the back. fucking Tangas show up, which yeah. Like, get, Raise your hand if you ever thought you would see the Tengas in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ever again. I honestly uh, expected them to call putties just because yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah. Like, uh, they're uh, cheaper suits. Like I thought it would be putties mm. because, like, that's... I think they use putties in the big fight scene in, in space. Because, like, who the fuck associates Tengas with... Anyway. Right. I thought yeah. they would just send Rito and Goldar because I thought they didn't have any minions left. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good they point. they summon the Tengas when this fight starts, they use the Tenga song. No, they do. what's well, hilarious is that we're gonna get a version of the Tenga song with the cog beep boops in it. Yes, yeah. it's yes. It's, it, here's the thing. I don't... I think the, uh, the Tenga song that's just the instrumental is pretty good. Mm. Uh, the part where they talk about Tengas is... Well, it would probably be fine if we didn't have to see it watch and only it, it for it, 40 episodes. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't love the, the COG theme song either, but together it's kind of great. I sort of love it. And let's, let's, and let's not get too far ahead because we haven't gotten to the best scene in the episode yet. We still have to go to yeah. Tanya and Kat showing up. And yes. I really like Kat's dress in this episode, now, I, I gotta say. I will say, the, but before we get there, uh, Jason Morsigan... And this episode, they're kind of trying to throw some spice on the Gold Ranger. He does, like, your your kind of general get-into-fighting position, 
but they put like gold trails on his hands. Yeah, and, yeah. And kind of try to be like, uh, you know, here, here he goes. Here's the Gold Ranger, and it's it's kind of neat. I I like that. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, we we then go to back to the uh Jim and Juice bar, and boy, you're right. I hadn't really noticed Tanya's dress before, but it rules. It's a great dress. Well, and I like Cat's well, one too because it's it's. It, I mean, it's simple. It's just like a like a a standard like pink tank top dress, but. I like pink, so and then but yeah, Tanya's, Tanya's got looks great. A skirt, a yellow skirt with a uh, basically yellow Hawaiian shirt. I guess it's a, it's a floral pattern. Pat I wouldn't say that's Hawaiian. It's not. Re- it's it's not loud look. enough. It's good looking. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, they ask uh, if they if uh, Tommy and Adam have seen Jason, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, we we're supposed to meet him, and uh, he's not answering his communicator." Also, real quickly, Jason. Just kind of threw off. Boy, I wish my communicator was working <laughs> earlier. Yeah. So uh, okay, fine. Um, it's that mist, Kat- you know, in the midst of stopping the communication. That's how it is. I guess. Cat asks <laughs> if if they think it's something about the Gold Ranger powers. Tommy's like, boy, I sure hope not. And then he walks past them and looks at the and like doesn't look at the camera, but might as well and says, "I really hope not." It's close <laughs> like, enough. Uh, why Zen does he walk like, past he- them just to <laughs> say that? <laughs> He he walks downstage and like just sort of walks past the girls, despite the fact that he's ostensibly still talking to them. Yeah. In, in a and listen, it's TV. There's gonna be some artificial blocking, whatever. But this is the most like conspicuously like Tom, Tommy. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Tommy, what are you doing? Listen, Tommy's talking to himself. It's fine. Uh, we. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you, he's got that whole thing where he's like, I lost powers once too. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, we cut to uh back to the fight. Um, Rita is like, we can't let, uh, or maybe Zed says it, we can't let Mondo get the Gold Ranger. So they, they think they need to kill him first. Uh, but then Mondo shows up. So now we have both leaders and sets of, uh, of, of, uh, foot soldiers on both sides. And yeah, so Mondo brings down Sprocket and Machina. Like they're, they're all there. Uh, Rita and Zed is just Rita and Zed. But yeah, it's a it, and none of the like main villains are actually going to do any fighting themselves. Yeah, I gotta say, I really like this new auto chess game. So here's what's great about this, uh, and this is honestly, I mean, this is reading a little bit into it, but I want to give them a little bit of the doubt of the benefit of the doubt. Rita says, "You know, we used to be afraid of you, but you've turned into an intergalactic joke," which like. Yeah, they yeah. have a giant army and they've failed over and over again. Reedan said, like, they could have made an army, presumably, but it's not like they literally had an armada and they got beaten, but... Although, if you remember, back when Zed was first being introduced, they sure implied that Zed was, like, an yes. evil ruler of, like, the whole galaxy. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but that that well, is it's, true. I, I like the implication that it's a recurring pattern that, like, yeah. there's always some, like... You know, just big boss fucking, like, I'm king shit of fuck mountain, evil emperor out there in space, right up until they get to Earth. Right. And then after they lose to the Power Rangers about four dozen times, they're just, they're, no one can take them seriously anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> really and, like and rightfully, Rita and Zed are like, well, you know, like, we were worried about you, but, like, we have fucking Tangas too, and we can shoot lightning, so, like... We're not scared of you anymore. And, uh, you know, they, they trade some barbs. 
and then the Tengas fucking fight. Then the yeah, the best God. scene in Power Rangers so far <laughs> happens. It's so it's, fucking good. It's <laughs> it's great it's, because it's a full on fight between two different types of of mooks. Uh, of and it's and, and it's vicious. Like there's parts where like yeah. there, there's like Tangas getting their feathers ripped off by several cogs. There's there's Tangas like ripping into cogs and eating their gears. Like yeah, it's, it's so I, fucking what good. the hell? Why did it get so <laughs> violent? So it's it's the fact that like the the people making the show are like okay. Jason is the only human being in the scene, and he rolled out of the way as soon as the distraction popped up. Right. It's also, just <laughs> monsters in suits. Like one, one we of can tangas, go nuts. Sorry, one of the tangas gets dropped, and the and a cog does like a wrestling submission move on it. It's so fucking good. It just like, <laughs> like lays down next to it and just keeps punching it in the face over and over. And there's like a metal like boom every time it does it. What the yeah, hell? It's, it's also like hold. Yeah, it's holding its leg in a submission hold. Like it's so. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I feel like the stunt men were they were just told like. Go crazy, y'all! <laughs> there's, a, there's a fucking, there's a fucking. Uh, uh, I wish I knew wrestling moves, but like a Tenga like puts a cog up on his shoulder and spins it around. What is that like a hurricane rana something like yeah. that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so good. It's so great. And then, and then, honestly, as much as I love this, the best part is that Jason is just like. Well, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm just gonna let this sort itself out. I'm out. <laughs> like Jason was like, Well, I'm definitely dead. Oh wait, uh cool. <laughs> this is kind of shit I've been spending all season wishing they would do. Yes, yeah, for sure. With the two sets of villains in play. Yeah, I mean God. last episode I was talking about like, man, wouldn't it be so much more fun if Zed and Rita were like more involved and were like kind of a weird, like wild card between each of them? Oh, you and get your wish in this episode. The very end. The epi- I, the shot where the Tengas just rip this fucking cog apart is so terrifying. Yeah, like the, yeah. there's a Tenga with cog like guts in its mouth and it's shaking it vi- their head violently as they eat it. Like Yeah. It's yeah. really good. <laughs> it's it's great. I love this. It's so fun. And obviously well, I'll I'll mention it when we get back to it. Then we cut to the Balkan Skull plot, which it's fine, but honestly, I gotta tell you, usually I'm like, oh boy, Bulk and Skull. This yeah. is maybe the one episode where I'm like, damn it, go back to the other thing. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Bulk and Skull have got, are, are detectives now, they pass their test, uh, mm-hmm. they're super excited about it. Um, but they say, ah, even though we're detectives, Detective Stone doesn't trust enough, us enough to give us a real case. Um, so they're bummed out. Wasn't the problem, like, last week or two weeks ago or something that, like, all the cases had dried up? The The problem last week was that, that uh, Lieutenant Stone, or sorry, Detective Stone was like, you have to get us a case. Right. So I don't know why now it's like he won't give them a case, but whatever. Well, I know why. It's because the writing is inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> they're like, someone out there must appreciate our talents. Um, and then... This is the moment I did get briefly very excited that something fucking crazy was about to happen <laughs> because the door opens and a single purple balloon floats into the room and I was like what the fuck is about to happen in this episode Now we we should be clear there's not any like there's not anything in addition to what Zach is saying. Zach is not oversimplifying. A single fucking no, no, like no. children's birthday party purple balloon yeah. just moves into the room. 
and just sits there. I hunt. A drift bloom has come to take them to the afterlife. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> there is, you know, Skull occasionally just gets really good bits. This is one of my favorites because he, was, he just goes, oh, some kid must have lost his balloon. And open the door, I guess. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then he just pauses for a second and then goes, it's mine now. And then he smashes <laughs> it with his hands, which is a wild thing to do. But okay. Um... There's a note in the balloon. Uh, and it spontaneously he, pops when he grabs it, by the yes. way. And, he, well, yeah, there's a, he there's smashes a note in it. it like. uh, so he says, meet me at the uh, the northmost park in Angel Grove, which is question mark. I thought there was just the one, but okay, I guess there's a bunch of I'm not of sure them. what the north of infinite is, but yeah. I guess uh, they'll figure it out. It's 1,600 hours, uh, and <sighs> don't be late. And... Yep. There's like, a joke about how Skull doesn't know what military time is and thinks that that's too many numbers. Yes, there's only 12 hours on the clock. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I've been working uh, at a place that uses military time for a decade, and I still can't get it right. So there you go. I'm an Zach. idiot. Oh, Listen, math is hard. <laughs> um, so anyway. I mean, I, 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 like, I'm not so good at the whole, like, oh, add, like, 12 hours to it or whatever, but, like, I just memorized what they were. Like, That's the thing know. is, you just mm-hmm. add 12. It's not hard. I'm just stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you subtract, I mean, you can't, you subtract 12. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Luke, that's the same thing depending on which end you're starting. Yes, oh, sure, but then you have to like mentally loop it around if you're adding twelve. You well, no, because that's easier because like it goes from it goes from like one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, and onwards until it goes past twelve, and then you just add twelve to whatever it is. But if you add twelve to sixteen hundred, then you're at like what twenty eight hundred. That's you have two. To, you no, you no, no, Luke, you you add twelve to four. Then you get 1,600 hours. Right, that's what I'm saying. So if you mm. have 1,600, you have to subtract 12. I think we're saying the same thing. Just yeah. Is this, yeah. Is this the stupidest argument we've had on the show? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. But anyway, uh, 4 o'clock. Um, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Th- yes, they're trying to get them at 4 o'clock. Actually, briefly, I remember that, for some reason, I just remembered that there is a early Animorphs book where the main characters literally like miss a chance to save people because they they read military time wrong basically right. which is which very is, funny to me it's also fair cuz they're like 12 in those yeah, books for sure <laughs> uh, so anyway um they just they're like okay we're going to meet this person at 4 o'clock. uh we cut over to Tommy and everybody else at the uh Jim and Juice bar uh <laughs> Jason who like listen? I, this, this would be a real, hard. I laughed hysterically when like, I saw okay, this. Okay, listen. What the director <laughs> told him was like walk into this room and collapse as though you've been beaten, and that's not an easy thing to pull off, and especially when you're a bad actor, <laughs> aka a Power Rangers actor. But boy, it's really goofy looking. Like <laughs> he just he like spins around into the gym and juice bar and falls on the ground, and it's just real silly. Um, it's also funny that he's like he's his pants are still like covered in dirt from the woods. Yeah, his whole body is. Yeah. Um, everyone rushes over to him. Ernie is briefly like, "Oh my god, I'm going to call an ambulance." Right. Uh, 
And the Rangers are like, or, or, no, or, don't call an ambulance. We're in America, and you can't afford it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, honestly, no, yeah. And to, to which Ernie's response is, "Oh no, I get it. I get there's certain kinds of injuries you can't go to the hospital because they ask too many questions." I yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they're like, "No, no, we got him. It's, it'll be okay." Uh, and they pick him up and walk him out of the gym and juice bar. It's weird how all of these people like don't ask about the fact that like, wait a minute. Because there's a huge crowd about the fact that like these kids are like, no, nah, don't worry about it. We got it. And it's in particular weird that Emily doesn't like want to go with them yeah, to make that, sure he's okay. That's a little odd. Um, that would have been interesting if she was involved more by like seeing them teleport away and then being like, Jason, I know your secret. And then he's like, don't worry. I'm not. A, that's not me anymore. By the end of it, like that could have. That could have worked out, but this this episode's packed enough already. It's just like, yeah, it could have been nice to have her get some characterization. Also, it would have been a problem because uh, for them to do that, Emily would have had to have been a character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emily is a character; she's great. Uh, anyway, so uh, then we cut to my favorite part of the entire episode, which is just a pile of dead henchmen just <laughs> laying there motionless. And and Rita is just <laughs> Rita literally is just like, well, that was productive. It's don't so forget f- the one tango that's running by with no feathers on. It's so yeah. fucking good. I love that she's just like, well, that was stupid. Nothing was accomplished. Wonderful. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. God, I missed Rita. It's yeah. really funny. Uh, Rito and Goldar then run up because I don't know. I guess they were at Waffle House and got busy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're at Waffle House. <laughs> um, that's canon th- now, Zach. You said it. Now it's canon. What do you think Goldar gets on his hash browns? Ooh, he'd like some smothered, I think. Smothered? Mm, smothered yeah. is onions? Let's go with that. I just remembered smothered being an option at Waffle House. I think so. Because I always get Listen, my Goldar likes to get cut- as much shit on his hash browns as he can. Yeah. Okay, Rito just likes ketchup, fully loaded, yeah, yeah. and then just ketchup, but but not but like ketchup minus the hash browns. Like he just eats the ketchup because he's an idiot. Ah, uh, so anyway, uh, they 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 show up, and then um, the uh, Mondo is like, "Well, I apparently we have a, a standoff, but the galaxy is not big enough for both of us, so you should leave." And Zed is just like, okay, bye. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> and they just leave. And Mondo's like, great. I did it. I guess. Question mark. <laughs> well, he, so Mondo and crew are so quick to be like, wow, huh? Zed completely conceded defeat. All right. There's nothing else going on here. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. When, like, clearly Zed has got something going on, which is fine. Uh, I, I kind of would have loved it to be like, no, you know what? In that moment, I realized this just isn't worth it. Let's yeah, go. That would be super <laughs> if, Zed was just, if, there, if Zed was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit. It's fine. <laughs> All uh, of our minions are dead. Mine and yours. There's really no reason to continue. I'm just, <laughs> just fuck it. I'm cutting my losses. Yeah. Like, honestly... Other th- like is the only reason that that any fucking given emperor continues to attack Earth after the first ten fights they lose. It's just spite, right? Like, there's no reason other than like fuck these kids specifically. 
Because right. I, I feel like it it morphs from spite into having literally nothing better to do. Yeah, sure, fair enough. Okay, um, so we cut back to the command center. Jason's hooked up to some I don't know science shit uh, to check his energy scans. Um, Alpha, and the entire Power Rangers crew is here to watch him. Yep. Except Rocky. Except Rocky still. Rocky's still not here. I, I do uh, like Tommy goes like, and like, back off everybody, let Alpha do his job. <laughs> well, because Alpha bad. briefly gives some lip service to the fact that Billy's not there. He's like, oh, I wish Billy was here. And Zordon's like, you're yeah. a robot. You're doing fine. <laughs> I, I wish Billy was here, but not really, uh, you know, Wow, I can't think of Billy's actor's not enough name. To, not enough to contact him David on Aquatar. Yeah. Oh, boy, I wish Billy was here, but uh, we don't want David Yost here. We're glad he's gone, actually. But, man, oh. I wish Billy was here. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. No, I know. Uh, so they, they the, test him. It's so fucking frustrating, because it's like a stake to the heart when we're watching it now, knowing yeah. what was happening. Uh-huh, right. it's awful. But, like, at the time, they like you know they just put that line in, yeah. because, like, the kids would ask why right. why they didn't call Billy. Um, so they say, yep, as we feared, the Gold Ranger powers are leaving Jason, uh, we... Of course we, it's just as Zordon suspected. It's always just as Zordon suspected. Now, right. uh, yeah. as I previously mentioned, what's up with the Gold Ranger powers, uh, he says, also, along with the powers leaving him, Jason's life force is leaving him. Okay, I guess if you lose your Power Ranger powers, you die? Question No, mark? it's, it's like, again, I think it's the Gold Ranger shit. Like, maybe, because, like, maybe, maybe he's, the Gold Ranger powers are, like, Venom, and that sure. they need to yeah, feed yeah. off the person, and having three people, it's totally fine in one body, but Jason's only one guy, so. Right, sure. That, that makes a lot of sense That makes me. sense with this being a weird thing that's not designed for humans. The problem is... Jason wasn't warned about this particular no, aspect of, no. the, of the whole thing. Yeah. No, for sure. Zordon fucking sucks. <laughs> um, Trey sucks too for not. I mean, I mean Trey might have not known. He's uh, a Tricorian. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Uh, so they're like, okay, we've got to oh, get wait, Trey. Wasn't wasn't Tommy like in danger when the green candle was burning out, or was that just that he would lose his powers? It was just that he would lose his powers, but the show okay. was acting like he had cancer and was going to die. Okay, yes. okay, that's yes, why. Sure. Well, I think uh, I think the danger was if the green candle pull, uh, died, Rita would get the power back. So they needed oh, to transfer right. the power before the candle went out. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, so they're like, okay, well, we've got to get Trey and have him take the powers back before before he dies. But he has um, to be three people first. No, he has to be uh-huh. one person. One person first. I'm yeah. sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> Uh, then we cut to Zed and Rita. Rita says, are you out of your overexposed mind to That's Zed? That's really good. Which is a good line. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, what? Are you upset that I walked away? You mad, uh, bro? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, yeah. And, uh, you know, Rita makes a crack about like, hey, what have you done with the real Zed or Ed? Ed. Ed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, you're an idiot. When have you ever known me to give up? I have a plan. Uh, we're gonna get rid of both of them. It's gonna be great. Uh, we cut up to King Mondo. Uh, they've intercepted a transmission from Triforia. So they're gonna listen in. And he says, I knew they'd con- try to contact Trey. And also something about King Mondo just saying the name Trey is very funny to me. I don't know <laughs> quite, quite why, but yeah. Um, and they're like, if he control- comes back and gets the power, that'll be bad, because... 
then we can't get it off the dead body of Jason, I guess. So we got to stop that from happening. Um, so they're like, what should we do? And King Mondo says, well, activate the laser alarm scanners. Okay, that's three words. Great job. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so Zach, see, the reason why they have to, like, wait for Jason to die and they're just going to, like, take the powers off his corpse is, again, it's like the Venom symbiote where it's going to come out and look for our new host and Mondo oh, will be there being like, here, that's me, and then he gets the powers. Right, see? but if it's if it's Trey, he can just have him forever, so it won't work. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, so, at this point, um, uh, they they ask like well tr- do we know if Trey has has like got himself back together? Uh, no, we don't know, but we've got to try it. Um, Tommy is like, boy, Jason's lying so still, and I, I, I wanted him to like <laughs> rub his fingers across the side of his cheek and be like, hang in there, bro. And Zordon <laughs> says some bullshit about like how taxing no, the no, powers he'd be like, are. He'd be like, Hang in there, honey. I mean, bro, bro, <laughs> bro. bro. <laughs> uh, Trey teleports in. Uh, it's still three trays, so that's bad. Um, and he says, hey, I came as soon as I got your message, but I'm still three people, so I can't take the powers. Man, I hate when that happens. When, Don't you? you know, someone's ain't, calling me up, and I'm just like, sorry. Just the way. I'm, I'm three sorry, people, I'm, can't take the powers. I'm still three people. Uh, and Trey is, now, like, obviously dubbed in this scene. Like, super yes. dubbed. So, I have to say something, which is, we've gotten a lot of bullshit explanations for things over the history of Power Rangers. We often have a lot of Star Trek style, we're just gonna say some science words. That's fine. Yeah. This is probably the dumbest explanation for anything we've ever gotten. Because they're like, what oh, do we yeah. do? And Zordon says, well, if we fire an interplanetary unification beam between Triforia, Aquatar, and Earth, it'll it'll reflect off all of the planets and then hit the Gull Ranger staff at one specific place and then that'll fix it. What's Wh- weird is why? that they name they name drop Aquatar as an important yeah. part of this procedure. Yeah. And the no mention of the equations or of Billy. How many actors or, do you expect them to pay, Mike? <laughs> they could just a, a line that says, "I'll contact the, the the alien rangers and have them set up the beam on their planet." Just a throwaway line. Well, right. well they, have, yeah. they have to reflect it off the planets, and they have to reflect it off of three of them because Trey is three people. Right. My guess is. My guess is that the idea is like at this point in the show, it's like, well, those are the three planets with rangers, so right. like that's what you have to do. But it's it's a triforce of planets, right? Um, but then also Zordon mentions that if the uh, beam okay, so the 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 triforce of water, the triforce of slightly less water, and the triforce of being three people, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the triforce of try, uh, but yeah. So, Zordon also mentions just, uh, you know, FYI, uh, just little little problem, which is that if the beam hits Earth but not the gold power staff, Jason and Trey will both die for some reason. <laughs> what? It's just the stakes of, like, this thing that we're very obviously going to get right in one shot because it's Power Rangers. Right. But just if we don't get it right in one shot, there will be grave consequences it's just because. Like we have to. F- 
It doesn't even say what the beam is. It's just like, yeah, we have to fire a beam between th- these three planets, and then everything will be fine. It's a, it's a unification beam. It's, wasn't which... it like, yeah, positive energy or some shit? I don't, know, I, I don't even think they <laughs> see that. It's so fucking dumb. But okay, whatever, fine. Um, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back and see how that goes. All right. Hi, it's me, Ava. And me, Michelle. We're the hosts of Thesaurus Wrecked, and our goal is to kiss the thesaurus goodbye. Every episode, we take five sets of synonyms and give them unique definitions. No more need for thesauruses. Just tune into our new podcast on audioentropy.com to listen to words wage gladiatorial combat. We're going to make thesaurus go extinct. Alright, so, we are back, and we've got three trays, and the trays are like, well, guess we gotta try that crazy shit and just see what happens. Um, they, uh, decide to, uh, shoot the unification beam, and Alpha just, like, okay, I know that this is the time period, but... Rarely do we actually see Alpha hand somebody a dot matrix <laughs> printout, and uh-huh. for some reason that makes it. It's like when you when you watch like uh, footage of the moon landing, and it's like, yeah, we were using fucking like TI eighty threes basically as our computers, and you're right. like, Jesus, okay. But yeah, so uh, they're apparently gonna have to shoot the beam at quote the Angel Grove Desert. The northwest which, corner of it, even. Right, which, like, I know that Angel Grove is sort of indeterminate in where it is, but I didn't know it had its own desert. I guess that's sort of I think where... they've called it that before, but it's... How big of a city is Angel Grove supposed to be? <laughs> I mean, setting aside our own bullshit canon, because, like, it has its own lake, it has its own coast... It has its own desert. It has numerous parks. Well, I mean, the answer is it's supposed to be Los Angeles. Right. It, it's funny to me because um, I remember when the 2017 movie came out, a lot of critics were like, I don't understand how this town both has fishing industry and a quarry. That's stupid. And I was like, uh-huh. okay, yes, but also like. That's Power Rangers, dog. Like, I don't know what well, to tell you. Well, the thing is also, like, a, a, a town having uh, fishing on the coast and then mining away from the coast. That's actually not unreasonable. No, no it's, it's, it's a dumb complaint. It's just funny yeah. that, like, it, we're talking about this and it's like, yeah, it's got yeah. literally I, every I think the nature biome. of that complaint at the time was actually people being like, they wanted to evoke as many stereotypes of a, of a town in decline as they could. Right. And, Which is, and just kind of yeah, split the difference yeah. between the old fishing town and the old mining town. But here, the thing is just, Angel Grove just has everything. Yeah. It it has literally everything, including a, a colonial city. When you go back in time, like none of the yeah. geography makes any sense. And it like, also has it, a NASA equivalent in it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's also like is the furthest s- southern point in the U.S. because that's why we launch our spacecraft from where we do in the real world right. is because we need to go south. So, nah. yeah. So anyway, we cut to Bulk and Skull, who are you know dressed as old ladies because why not? Uh, they're they're yeah. disguised for no fucking reason. So 
Here's the um, thing. I, I, I was going to say this later when Rocky shows up as a good joke, but I was going to say this last episode. I totally forgot. Rocky makes like a nice skirt guy's comment in the last episode, and that wasn't fun. And then no. this is happening. So it's like, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Savon. I yeah. mean, they're in disguise. Like, it's not, they don't really make a joke out of it either. No. Like, no one really makes no. fun of them, but it's just not, it's just dumb. They definitely want the kids to think it's funny that they're in dresses. Yeah. yeah, but and the fucked up thing about it is, past that, there's actually a really funny joke here, which is the fact that like all throughout this season, Bulk and Skull have worn so many fucking disguises between their time as cops, uh-huh. their time as detectives. They wear so many fucking disguises. They they have a fucking wearing a disguise test episode where they wear like four different disguises throughout the episode, and then we get here to the end of the season. And Bulk and Skull just straight up have a conversation where they're like, I don't actually know what disguises are for, but detectives are supposed to wear them, so that's what we're doing. (laughs) Yes, that is true. That's a good joke. I like that part. He's just like, because we're detectives, we wear disguises. Which also, I feel like, again, we've pointed out multiple times, I feel like the writers don't really know what the difference between a secret agent and a detective is. But uh-huh. whatever, it's fine. Speaking There's a lot of things where they don't know the difference between it and what a detective is. Speaking of the difference between those two things, uh, a secret agent with a bad French accent shows up to talk to Balkan Skull. Um, and he tells them that he is uh, Inspector C- uh, Cousteau. No relation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ha ha. Right. Funny joke. I get it. So and dumb. He, he says. <laughs> you can't just. He, you can't just. Like, they didn't make a reference to, like. To, 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 like, an old detective story or anything. They made a reference to another comedy. You can't just do that. Well, it's a comedy they with did. a French detective, I guess. And they're just. They're like, we're just doing, you know, Inspector Clouseau here. Like. Whatever, but like they 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 were just lazy and coming up with a name, yeah. Right. Um, the subtitles do say Cousteau, like Jacques Cousteau, but maybe uh-huh. it's Clouseau, like Inspector Clouseau. I'm not sure. Anyway, well, I mean, like it just seems like that would be the obvious because he got as a French detective who's like it, kind of a, a joke. Like it is a reference to Inspector Clouseau, regardless of what his name is. Sure. Um, they say that he he says he's there to uh, recruit detectives for a secret mission off the coast of France. Um, now, I'm not an espionage, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, commando or, or, or operative, I guess. But I will say that if you went to another country to recruit special forces for a <laughs> a mission in your country. I'm gonna guess it's not super above board in general. It doesn't seem like well, it. <laughs> I, this seems like a scam to me. Like I don't know what happens in like Turbo, but like it just seems like a scam. But like we'll see what happens. I guess is um, is this supposed to be? It, like there's gonna be five or six times where this question comes up. Probably several more actually. Is this supposed to be set up for the Bulk and Skull spinoff they tried to get off the ground? I don't know. I, I it probably is. I believe this gets dropped entirely, if I if, if remember correctly. That uh, wouldn't surprise me. But like, if that spinoff was in like 
development hell for a while. It wouldn't surprise me if throughout the course of like the show going forward, they give yeah. themselves like numerous opportunities to branch off that don't go anywhere. But yeah. also, were they yeah. going to set that series in Paris? Like that I seems mean, like unnecessary. Yeah, but first dumb. episode could have been like, "Wow, we're back from Paris. Can't believe we lost all our money. Now we got and <laughs> Lieutenant Stone's not around. What are we going to do?" You right, know, that but kind of thing. they agree, and then he's just like, "Okay, great. So you'll be in Paris tomorrow." Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, we cut to the desert, I guess. Uh, we've got all the rangers plus three trays, and they're walking towards the uh, the correct location. Um, and then they tripped the laser alarm that King Mondo set up, I guess. Uh, and he's like, "Okay, Clank, send the whole fucking army. Fuck it, like just send everybody." Uh, and yeah, then we we. They see the location they need to get to. They start hustling, and then they get attacked by some of and those. None of fighters. them morph. No, none why of them would morph. There's no reason yeah. that they couldn't morph. It's not like oh, we can't morph in this sector because they morph slightly later. I don't know why they didn't just do it now, but okay. <laughs> it it does feel silly how long they wait, but being generous to the show, there's the fact that like. They're under fire, and they have four people in their number who can't morph, one of whom needs to be carried around. Yeah. So maybe they're just trying to get Jason to relative safety first. But even then, it takes them a preposterously long time to go, like, <laughs> why don't we use our superpowers? Yeah, it's real silly. Um, the But I, my guess was also just that they know that the cogs can't fucking hit anything, so they weren't worried about it. But uh, right. So, yeah, they get shot at. Uh, they they kind of take cover, uh, and Jason has to summon the the staff, which he has to try for a couple times because he's getting shot at. Uh, and then they're like, "Okay, Jason, take position, and we'll we'll defend you." Uh, and Tommy actually says, then "Circle the wagons," which like, okay, choice of words. Uh, and they more <laughs> we get a uh, a song that I'm not sure we've heard before. It might be new. Uh, uh, Eric, if you could put a little bit in for it. But yeah, it's, I don't think we've heard it before. It's fine but you know we don't get that much new music anymore so it's worth noting uh there's a pretty decent cogfight we they kind of push it a little bit to to make sure like yeah this is big and important and it's it's all right yeah if you want to see fighting some mooks this is a good episode yeah it sure is uh i like this part mooks Um, fighting mooks and rangers fighting mooks you get all the mooks you can can want Jason tries to get attacked. Bird mooks, and- robot mooks, normal sized mooks, big mooks, all the mm-hmm. mooks you could ever mook. <laughs> uh, Jason and Trey, the Trey is kind of get waylaid, and Jason tries to fight him off, but he's hurt. I do like how he just tries to fucking club them with the with the, the staff. Gold Ranger staff. Yeah, it's pretty it's funny. Just like hits him with it like it's a bat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's super great because we've we, all season we've been watching him use it as like a magic wand, you know, basically. But like, right. no, it's also a stick. You can just use it. <laughs> you can just fucking whack people. Uh, 
Now, it's it does suck that Rocky's about to be gone, but he does get at least a pretty cool hero <laughs> moment here where he just teleports in, stops Jason from getting uh, murdered, and is just like, what's up, y'all? And Tommy's like... Hey, oh, thanks you're back for coming. From martial arts camp. <laughs> martial arts camp. Yep. It's, and you know those martial arts camps. I mean, that probably exists, but it's just silly. It's, oh, it's very <laughs> silly. But yeah. Here's the question: Is he there as a camper or as a counselor? Good question. Mm, I'm gonna guess counselor. A, yeah, yeah. And, and and there's a little bit of poetic likeness of the of the the the. At once, new Red Ranger saving the at once old Red Ranger. Yeah, it's, it's cute. I <laughs> There's like also it. A, a bit of a poetic mirroring with uh, Rocky, uh, much like Jason did when he ended his uh, run as the Red Ranger. Uh, Rocky <laughs> ending his time as the Blue Ranger with just being in the suit the whole episode because the actual actor wasn't available. Right, right. sure. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, he he fights off those the the cogs that attack. Um, we we cut over to Zordon. He's like, okay, it's time to fire the beam. But the Rangers are surrounded by cogs, and Zordon's like, I mean, uh, it it depends on planetary alignment. So just just do it. Uh, they shoot the beam. We see it bounce off a couple planets. Um, tr- I was go- about to ask which of these two planets is the ones that has three moons, but then I realized it's definitely the one that has Tri in its name. <laughs> uh, so then that shoots back, and well, also, it's able- also the blue planet's definitely like Aquatar for sure. <laughs> it hits. Uh, and actually, this is kind of cool. The trays stand around Jason in a triangle. Jason holds up their staff. It gets hit with the beam. It splits out onto the three trays, and then Trey turns back into one person, morphed. Uh, so there you go. He's back and fixed. Um, There's also kind has, of like a triangle on the ground, I just noticed. Is that supposed to be like a... Did they draw that? No, they say, the they say that's come. the spot that... So I guess it was already there. Like, okay. For yeah. some reason, I don't know. It, 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 it they, was so the actors knew where to stand. Right. <laughs> um. So Trey gets right back into action. He takes the staff and he starts fighting some cogs with everybody else. Jason's um, going to spend the rest of this sequence just kind of watching the fight and going, yeah, you did it, guys. Yeah, you can <laughs> just do good. his fist from behind that rock. Yeah, like, the send-off for Jason's kind of a bummer. It, yeah. I mean, it's not, like, at least he gets, there's, like, a reason he leaves and everything, but he doesn't get, yeah. like, a cool hero moment, really. I just, I just love that, like, he's standing there on the sidelines in dirty jeans and a black muscle shirt, and he just looks like a, like a wrestling spectator who's like, yeah, yeah, yeah get those cogs. Yes, You can do sure. it, Tommy, give him the chair. Um, Mondo shows up with some, and gi- giants himself and some cogs. Uh, they get ready to call on the Zords, and then Trey is like, no, there's no time for Zords. Uh, as you say here, why is there no time? Why? Why is there no time? How there's, is there no time? Yeah, there's never, they, there's, that's never stopped them before. Ever. And then he, <laughs> he says, "Join hands with me," and they all put hands in. And he's just like, "Focus your powers by the power of Triforia, make us grow." And I do like that he says, "Make us grow." That is funny, but also to your point, 
Why didn't they do this before? Why haven't they been doing this all season? Right. Well, if you, like, is this just I, a thing the Gold Ranger can do? Yeah, it must be just a thing that Trey can do. But also, I would argue the Zords are more powerful than them, giant. But yeah, still. like. But there's five of them. And granted, they got there with the Zords. But like... Early on, uh, yeah, maybe the, the Z Omega Zord is stronger than all five of them together, but there's five of them. <laughs> sure. It, it, it is very funny, uh, in for whatever reason. Well, um, but I, yeah. Only the Gold Ranger could do it, and the Gold Ranger had Pyramidus, which is a fucking tank, so. I yes. Guess, yeah. Uh, but then we get a giant fight, and I will say, like, <laughs> I like. This in concept, there's a couple problems. One is it's very short. The other is that if for, I, for some reason, I guess because maybe I'm used to seeing these cons, costumes like on ground level, uh-huh. it's just way more obvious that the camera is just behind some rocks and it's pointed upward than it yeah, usually I is. Mean, yeah. Of course. Yes. It's it's because like whenever we see giant shit in Sentai, it's a special sound stage with tiny buildings and shit. Right. This is just forced perspective. Yeah, well, that's they true. Have, it looks like they have some like toy rocks. Yeah, they had some tiny trees and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's- Although my favorite, my favorite tiny thing in the scene is Zed, Rita, Goldar, and Rito sitting on the sidelines, cheering on the fight, rooting for both sides to die. That part's great. Yes. And said, have martini glasses with crazy straws in them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That part rules, uh, for sure. I do That's like definitely that. the best part of it. I do also kind of like how they move a little bit slower to, to like, show that they're big, which is kind of yeah. hilarious, but yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Rita's like, so what's your plan? And he's like, oh, they're gonna kill each other, and then we won't even need my plan. So, he does have another plan that's not this. Yeah, I can't wait to see his plan. It's (laughs) great. (laughs) His elaborate plan. It's a pretty good plan. It's not complicated, (laughs) but, like... I mean, mean, it's not a good plan, but it works. (laughs) It works, but it's still a stupid plan. It really says nothing good about Mondo that it works. And he acts like it's a big fucking deal. Like, oh, I got this great plan. Anyways. Yeah, don't worry. I'm a real mastermind. Mondo knocks uh, the, the Red Ranger down, and he's like, yeah, I win. And then... Uh, Tommy gets back up and he's like, "You ready, Gold Ranger?" And then they just kind of do a combo on on uh, Mondo, and he dies. I uh, want him to be yeah. like, "You ready, bro?" And Trey would be like, "Wait, what?" He'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're not Jason anymore. Fuck." <laughs> it's it's really great that sort of the two thirds of the way through the season, temporary takedown of Mondo is he gets sliced in fucking half and explodes, and this is just he gets punched. He just gets punched in the chest. I do like that his uh, his crown, his crown like, comes off, off yeah, which is, is pretty cool. cool. That and is a nice touch that his crown flies off in slow motion and bounces around. And then Tommy gives uh, Jace, tiny Jason a big thumbs up. Well, Jason says, like, good job, guys. And Tommy's like, we did it together, bro. And it's like, no, you did it. You <laughs> did. But the best part of this is before, they, before that exchange, we get a close-up of Zed pounding his chest like a gorilla. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's so excited about this. Um, So we cut over to Bulk and Skull, and uh, Detective Stone is like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, And 
they're like, we got a better offer. And Detective Stone is like, who the fuck would hire you? (laughs) Which is pretty great. To his credit, still is like, what, you mean besides you? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, if you leave, you can't come back. And I don't care how much you beg. And they're just like, I also nice just want to mention that for some reason they're still on the drag and I don't yes. get it. Like, yeah. just, you didn't need to do that. You could. Yeah. Anyhow. And then they say like, well, that's it. Uh, you know, we're, we're leaving. It's nice working with you. And they leave the office and that's don't forget that. that that skull does a fake out handshake. Yes, he does. Um, so they leave. Uh, we cut. Yeah, and Bulk's like international intrigue awaits. No, it doesn't. No, and <laughs> Detective Stone's just like ah, they'll be back. So, like, does this really just never get resolved? Oh, there's also the dramatic way that uh, Skull slams the door in Bulk's face, and Bulk just dramatically says, "Ouch!" Well, he, he mm. turns around and looks at Lieutenant Stone and goes, "Ow!" Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't quite remember. I I want to say this doesn't get resolved, but I could be wrong. Uh, well, I I distinctly remember. I don't remember a lot about the Turbo movie. Lieutenant Stone is in the Turbo movie. Okay. Okay. So, I wasn't sure if Bolton Skull were in the movie at all, but okay. I, I don't know if think they're in it much, but they're in, like, the beginning. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we cut up to the moon, uh, and We Mondo, actually get a shot of the moon, which we haven't gotten in a while. Yeah. And Demondo and Queen Machina are meeting with Zed and Rita, uh, and they're like, well, that went bad, uh... And, you know, no thanks to you, you could have helped me. And Zed's like, well, sir, you know, you were so powerful and I was terrified and I realized you're just way out of my league. So uh, I got you this present to show that, you know, like no hard feelings and we love you and I'm sorry that we ever did anything bad. And it's a peace offering. And he and hands- also we need to leave right now before you open that ba- that pocket, that package. Right, yeah. they, Rita gives it to Sprocket, and they're like, okay, well, we gotta go, have a great day, and they get in the RV. I like how Mondo's like, Zed doesn't seem like such a bad guy! Yeah. It's real silly. They drive away in their RV, and uh, they're like, okay, well, I guess I wonder what the cool present is. Uh, <laughs> and they open it... <laughs> And it's a fucking bomb, and they all die. <laughs> they all just explode. Like, Between the explosion, like the the non, like the sudden inexplicable explosion, and the RV, this really felt more like an episode of Breaking Bad than Power Rangers normally does. It's wild. Yeah. Like it's really good. I really love how the Machine Empire gets defeated by Red and Zed and Rita. God damn it! <laughs> and Zed drives away, and he's like, "We're back," and we cut over, and they're and not. We- and, like, Mm-mm. we see the fucking decapitated head of a robot child. Like, it's yeah. And, and Mondo's, Mondo's speaking, so they're not dead. They're just, yeah. like, pieces. Yeah, they're like, you haven't seen The Last of Us, but, like, yeah, you there's just gears have. and wires and pipes and shit all over the ground. Listen, this is a good episode if you like to see A, mook fights, and B, robots getting torn the fuck up. And Again, like, I kind of said it before, but, like, I, I love this scene, and Zed's saying, we're back, babies. Awesome. But spoilers, they're not the villains in Turbo. Yeah, it's kind of a So bummer. what the fuck? <laughs> they are still around, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of a bummer. But the scene itself rules. It's, like, not what you expect to happen. It does, like you said, make the, se- the, sh- the episode a little anticlimactic in that the Power Rangers don't defeat the 
Machine Empire, Zed does, but like whatever, it's funny. I like it. The thing is, yeah. between between this scene not getting like followed up on really, and the the bulk and skull scene that apparently doesn't really get followed up on either. I get the sense that they didn't really know where the series was going. Yeah. But they didn't want to like just end with a normal episode like they did in season one. Like ever starting with season two, like each season has to end with a finale of some kind well, so now. Here's the thing. The, the all the other transitions, uh, up till they when they stop being like connected at all, are like a big thing that ends the right. the like like not so much the end of Mighty Morphin season one and stuff, but from well, the, the thing is, season of, one doesn't end in a big way, but season two begins in a big way. At right, least. and the end of three to Zio is a big change. The end of Turbo to to in space is a big change. The end of in space is a big change. These Turbo stuff, and I I I'm gonna guess it's because they started it with a theatrical movie, and they didn't want you to have to know like what the status quo of the show was. There's not really, like, and I could be wrong, but I believe what happens is just they get new powers. It's not like anything happens to the Zeo powers or anything. Yeah, it's they, not they like, change powers for no reason. It's it's not like they get attacked and the, the command center gets blown up again or anything. They just get new powers. And I, I yeah, think... something. It's something I remember from watching uh, the Linkara series about History of Power Rangers is that a big sticking point is, like, the Zeo powers don't go away or anything. They just stop using right, them. Almost every other time, it's like, well, the the coins were destroyed. They smashed the coins up. They had to make new ones. Like, the, the morphers got all jacked up. Like, that kind of stuff. In this case, it's just like, yeah, everything's good at the end of Zeo. Like, no problems. We're all doing great. And then just, like... They're, they just kind of switch over for no real reason. Time so, to give up magic crystals for for cars. Yeah, so that <laughs> part's not... It's just not done, handled super well. And again, it's Power Rangers, so it's not like the bar is super high, but I feel like they've done it better before and will do it better later. So that that's kind of a bummer. That said, the scene itself rules. Whatever. The, the thing I kept thinking about during this episode, because this episode is weirdly... Darker is the wrong word, because it's still Power Rangers, but, like, those cogs and tangas get real fucked up. Jason, like, staggers into the juice bar all beaten up. And, yeah, the acting's bad, but, like, the intention of the scene is, like, oh, everyone's shocked that Jason is, like, you know, harmed like that. You have that ending where Zed blows up the Machine Empire. I kept thinking about how much they really squandered the premise of the Machine Empire. Like, imagine if the first... If this season opened with, like, an arc about the Machine Empire actually conquering Earth, instead of just, like, I don't know, they got UFOs flying around, but no one really seems to care much. Right. Like, imagine if they actually took over, and it was all, like, oh, the Power Rangers are, like, outlaws trying to protect everyone from the Machine Empire. And, like, you know, like, the Jim and Juice Bar has, like, wiring and, like piping running all through it to let you know that the machines own it now right, you know, that yeah. kind of thing yeah that'd be cool and i think mondo kind of- comes in and gets money from ernie <laughs> yeah yeah well, well remember like when the they take over the gym and juice bar and and like what was that like season three with master vile like that was, that cool. was awesome and it was, was kind of really wild good. yeah there's not really anything that like honestly I think Zed and Rita succeeded more than the Machine Empire does, so it's like, right. yeah, it it they kind of 
don't feel especially and also they were never as much fun so like yeah they had their moments they had they had good stuff but yeah i like this season i feel like the machine empire didn't really get super fun until they uh basically until the leadership became a revolving door yeah right. yeah like both sprocket gasket and louis kaboom were all a lot more fun than mondo yeah yeah that's true um but yeah so like i liked this season but like there's definitely it feels like it could have been better i guess like Let me ask i think it, it got overhyped which isn't great yeah, like it wasn't simon but also <laughs> shut the fuck up about zeal being good <laughs> well, since, since he's not here let me ask a question that's uh you know he'd, he'd have something to say i think if he was here is this the worst season so far no no absolutely no. not here's the What's thing worse? i still think this is the best season so far Mm, okay i think season two is worse because really? in my head in, in my memory season two is the best one so remember that remember that lots of cool stuff happens in season two we all love the zords from season two but remember yeah. that like it's really hard to overstate this there was so little footage in season two. Oh, like, i didn't forget about that the oh, zed man. stuff they had like two scenes they used them over and over and over again there yeah, was so little fight footage of the Zord uh, suits. Like, I like season two in concept, but I feel like it really got hampered by what they actually had available to yeah, them. Like, and yeah, like every every fair. Zord that's fight fair. was like a po- Pokemon Coliseum fight where like you would see a Zord do an attack, and then you would see the monster getting hit. Right, they because they had monsters from other. like the wrong season. It just didn't. Yeah, it, it didn't yeah. work. And then I do think season three. Season three got a bit better when they brought in their own fight coordinator, and so the lack of Sentai footage wasn't nearly as much of a problem as it was in season two, but it was still a problem. Uh-huh. I think I like three the most. Though, See, in my head, honest. I remember not liking three that that much, but I also missed a lot of three, so maybe that's why. I mean, three had the an Alien Ranger stuff, which is rough, so Ooh, I don't, I don't count that yeah. <laughs> as part of three. But with, with the Alien Rangers I mean, if, stuff, if I, Alien Rangers if, is if truly you, its own season, it's the worst season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, if we're going to count Alien Rangers as part of three, I'd say Zia's better. But, like, I like I like the ninja powers. I mean, this, yeah, the Tengas kind of sucked. I don't know. I guess I it's the like, best. <laughs> I feel like Zio has the highest highs and the lowest lows so far. I sure. feel like I'm going to throw this out here. They didn't know what the fuck. They didn't know how to make a TV show in season one, and that made it kind of magical sometimes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was going to say, agree. season one might be the best because of how just fucking bad shit <laughs> like, it was. Like, on a technical <laughs> level, it's the worst, but in terms of my enjoyment, it was the best. Yeah, season one has some... Like, season one still has a lot of my favorite episodes, so... Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like they got just competent enough to be boring. Yeah, well, the good news so is kind of uh, like they, it's it's like going back and, and changing the the Sonic. Yeah, exactly. Is is when Power Rangers learned to be a TV show. Shit went awry. Uh, the good right. news is I don't think Turbo is going to be boring. So there's that nope. at least. Uh, Turbo is going to be so good, you guys. Uh, man, I'm if Turbo turns I'm out really to be the excited. most fun to cover, I'm going to be. I mean, it might be because it's. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. So uh, they get baked into a pizza. Yeah. Uh, something just hit me. It might just be because I missed it, because sometimes I space out. 
so we 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 did talk about uh, obviously Mondo getting blown up. Did we talk about the the denouement after that? No, not yet. We we kind of no. just yeah. trailed off s- into other yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we should finish it off. Let's the finish up the episode. Uh, Jay- Tommy goes to Jason at the edge of a lake uh, because it's emo time, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry that you lost your powers. I know how that is. It's real tough." And Jason's like, yeah, it sucks. It's not great. Even though I did it before and it was completely voluntary. Uh, and now yeah, it's... I wanted Jason to be like, you know, I lost my powers before, right? Right, and like, <laughs> it was my choice, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, so what's the plan now? He's like, well, um, I'm going to have more free time. And then, then I hate Tommy and Jason. <laughs> because... Emily is walking down the the shore of the lake and Jason goes like, well, you know, it's not all bad. And that's it's it's an okay thing for Jason to say, because like they're dating, presumably. And then Tommy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, that looks great. Yeah. Ooh, boy. I think he said like things could be worse and then starts chuckling. Yeah, it's gross. Like, I don't like it. Tommy gets kind of weird in this, and I don't appreciate it. It's it's so, the so, thing that he's like, it, 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 I don't know, I, I think it's the mutual understanding between them that's like, yep, we're both going to go spend some time with our blonde girlfriends because we are extremely heterosexual. Definitely straight. When they're chuckling looking at each other, I'm like, just kiss, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> kiss. <laughs> So, yeah, Jason walks off with Emily, and, and they're kind of obviously made into a couple. And then Tommy and Kat, Kat just, like, shows up for them to hold hands. I will hands. say, this is technically not the end of Jason, because he's in the Turbo movie. He is in the Turbo movie, that's true. Um, so, I don't remember what happens, but we'll see how that goes. I uh, do, and it's not a lot. He gets mind-controlled, uh, so does well. Kim. We'll see how it goes. That'll, that'll be really fun seeing Amy Jo Johnson being evil it's again. It's always fun when she's evil, so <laughs> at least there's that. But yeah, that's the episode, and that's kind of Zio. We really sort of already gave our thoughts well, on Zio yeah, as a Yeah, and Kat season. and Tommy walk away holding hands, so yes. I guess they're together now officially, too. I, I so wanted it to be uh, <laughs> Tommy turning to Kat and saying, so um, uh, I, I know this is sudden, but... would." Would you want to go on a date with me sometime? Yes. <laughs> he just keeps like, just forgetting. For the time initiate yeah. their relationship. And, and yeah. then she just like sighs and then shakes her head and walks away. He's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty oh, funny. Oh, God, I just knew it would go wrong. I knew I shouldn't have asked her out. <laughs> uh, so that's going to do it for us uh, for, or well, that's going to do it for the episode this week. But we do have some questions. Uh, if you'd like to send a, send us a question, you can send us to it. Oh, man, my whole English is gone. You can send Your it to us English. at Teens with Tood, uh on Twitter. Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group or Teens with Tood at gmail.com is our email address. Um, and we've got a couple questions. Uh, Adam on Gmail sends in, uh, if you were a writer for the show... How would you have written out the Zeo powers and Zords, and would you do it at the end of Zeo or beginning of Turbo? Um, I I don't really have like a specific idea, but I will say I like have a kind of an idea. But I'll let you say your thing first. Well, yeah, go, go I was just gonna say like honestly, as we sort of already alluded to, anything would be better than just not. Um, I mean the easiest thing to to do, and Power Rangers has done laser shit before, is like their crystals. 
I don't know, they just break for so- like they get overloaded right. or like whatever. If you really if you really wanted to make a good episode of a television show, and I know this is a stretch, you have the Rangers give up their powers in exchanging for saving Jason's life. At the That's end. what I was gonna say. Yeah, like yeah. G- give up the powers to save Jason's like have Jason's the whole plan they have this fuck up. And Jason yeah. and Trey's are dying, and then they have to give up their powers to save Mon to, to save Jason, and, and 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 in doing so, also destroying Mondo somehow. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I oh do god, that. we've lost our powers, but you know what? It's okay because Earth is safe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For and, sure. Or, or you know, what? you could just do the same thing you did with the Green Ranger powers of like, oh, Tommy's got enough juice in him for one last hurrah. Let's do this final battle. You know. Yeah. Like I yeah. like I got, like I love the the Zed blowing them up scene, but like that could even happen after they beat Mondo, and then Zed shows up, and Mondo's like, "Ah, oh, I'm still alive," and Zed's like, "Oh, let me help you there with this." Right, yeah, and yeah then, like Mondo's like, "Run our le- or, or better yet, have Mondo turn to Zed and Rita for help." Like, "Ah, oh, listen, we're on our last legs. The Rangers got to us. What do you say we set aside our differences?" And Zed's like, "You know what? Sure." And in fact, is a sign of goodwill here right, present. Right. Bomb. Here's yada, a yada, bomb. Yada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I don't remember where the turbo powers come from in the movie, but uh, I was. Have it be something where. Like, I think it's like an ancient temple where there's cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is so silly. Dumb. I was going to say, hey, <laughs> sort of just has keep, them or something. Keep Billy on the show because you haven't treated David Yost like uh, garbage, uh, so he doesn't have to leave. Uh, and then you have Billy like, well, we need new powers, and like. Boy, I've been working on Zords, but making them from scratch—that's that's something else. But you know, I, I can maybe take some inspiration from machines that humans have built. These cars, and that's how you end up with car Zords. Or like he has to. No, okay. Here's what it would be. Okay, he wheels out the rad bug and learns how to wreck, like turn it into a Zord, and that's where the Turbo Zords come from. Fuck yes. <laughs> God, I just got to the origin of the Radbug in the comics, and it's pretty great. Uh, like, basically, Billy turns down a crazy scholarship to essentially, like, Amazon or whatever, Google or whatever, to stay uh-huh. in town and be a Power Ranger. And his dad, like, feels bad for him and is like, well, we should... Oh, also, in the comic, his dad is just David Yost. Which is pretty great. Like the drawing oh, uh, is just David Yost's face, which is oh, really see, good, I which I really enjoy. Um, but his dad buys him a car to be a fixer upper that they can work on as a project together, and he invents the Radbug with his dad, which is pretty great. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would t- like Bi- having Billy be the person who put the powers together makes a lot of sense. Um, Honestly, even if he's gone, just say, like, yeah, Billy worked on these, but they don't do any of that, so whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Ton writes in a couple questions uh, that are tur- turbo-related, but we're going to do them now because I think they're funny. Do any of the Rangers struggle getting their driver's license? Yes, Tommy, of course. Like, can you imagine Tommy studying and trying to learn the di- what all the different signs mean? Like, I just can't, I can't, I can't imagine him doing that. Like, I'm sure he would do fine at the actual driver portion, because whatever, he has a big robot that he has to drive around. But yeah, I was like, going to say, honestly, like, a car cannot be more difficult to operate than a Zord. 
No, but the part where he has to remember like the rules of the road, I don't uh-huh. I don't know that Tommy's got that, to be honest I mean, with you. <laughs> I mean he he's kind of like a goody good, like paladin guy. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Rocky might have more trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. He was guess, he was the well, first I'm, one we saw with a car, but still. That's I'm a pushback <laughs> on that because we listen, Rocky's stupid. That's that's the big number one thing we know about him, and every time the question is like, hey, which ranger would be a dumbass, we'd be like, hey, it's Rocky. I think Rocky's a great driver. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. think this is the one thing he's secretly extremely good at, and that's the tragic irony of him leaving as they get the turbo powers, is he's the only one <laughs> who's actually naturally now? gifted behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> God, okay, that, that's better. Yeah. That's yeah, that's good. I like that too. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I think like I think everybody else pretty much gets it fine. I don't yeah, think there's yeah. a big problem. I think Adam's really nervous. Like he could do it, but he's really nervous and he fucks up the first few times just because mm. of how like stressed out he is about it. Yeah, I can I, see that. I picture Adam driving the way I drive, which is always too slow because he's terrified. Oh, that's what mm. I do. I get I get uh, made fun of it constantly, so made up fun of for it constantly. But yeah, uh, Ton also asks, "What is the coolest car in fiction?" Ooh, there's so many, but yeah. like I wanted to. Uh, one of my favorites does Mega's is, XLR count? I don't think so. That's a bit much. <laughs> I mean, so, is that a car at that point? It's just the head of a robot. Sure. Like, <laughs> so I got a take that's half not very controversial, but half very controversial. Uh-huh. Uh, my take is that the coolest car is the Ghostbusters vehicle, the Ecto-1. It's a cool car. But my controversial half of that is the 2016 version oh. from that remake thing. Yeah. Where it's a hearse? Yeah, where it's a hearse. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, does, does, does Optimus Prime count? I, no, I think no. if it turns into a robot, it doesn't count. I don't care about cars that much. It's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. What about the Batmobile? Like, I'll say that. I love the sure, Batmobile. Sure, that's a cool car. That's Bat- a cool car. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's a cool car? Shit. My I mean, favorite Batmobile is probably the 1989 movie one. That's a cool yeah. one. I, yeah. I really yeah. like that one. I'm trying to think of an answer that's not like... You know, again, like the Ecto One or like the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Like, what's a what's like one that people don't say all the time? I like the car from Supernatural, which is just a car, but like they treat uh-huh. it like it's kind of semi magical, which I always appreciate. And it just well, looks they really cool. Love the car, it's yeah, like they just like it's it. It's part of their family. And it's got guns in it. it, but it's not like you know magic or, or souped up or anything. And, it's it, just and cool. it has guns in it, but not like. Not like James Bond, right? Like, it just has right. guns in the trunk. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, yes. I just mean they, like, keep their stash in it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, like, have guns attached to it. Uh, but, yeah, that's a yeah. cool car. I'm trying to think of, like, yeah, because that's the thing is, like, obviously there's all the, like, crazy modified, you know, DeLorean and stuff like that. But it's tough for a car that's not like that to register with me. That is one from Supernatural. I'm trying to think of other ones. Like... Obviously, you've always got your James Bond cars. Uh, I like the straight-up invisible one from the dumber uh, <laughs> uh, Pierce Brosnan ones, because it's just silly. Um, this is what car sounds extremely dangerous to drive. An invisible car? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Herbie the Love Bug? Sure. Okay. That's what about a- that car from Monster Truck? That's oh, a monster. Uh, 
Oh yeah, that other movie Paramount made that had to they had to go back and completely redo because the the creature terrified children. Was it called Creech? Is yeah, it was called right? Creech. Creech, the little like thing that lived in the truck. Yeah, I've never seen that movie, but yeah, I think it's an alien or something. It's just that Matt and I noticed it when we we were doing the uh, the going pear shaped about bold eagles. We found out about monster trucks. We we haven't really looked into it beyond the fact that it looked like real stupid. I have one. Okay. The Dragula from uh, Monsters. All That's right. real good. good. I mean, listen, Rob Zombie wrote a song about it, and Rob Zombie can't be wrong about what's cool. It is so, it's a really good song, too. It's so funny that I did not know that that's what that was, and then once I, I realized... I had no idea until just now. Once I realized that <laughs> that song is about, like, a really goofy sitcom car, it, it's very weird to me. For some Which makes reason. it even better that that song was, like, the soundtrack of every, like edgy badass movie and video game for a solid three years there it was yeah. the best it, it, that that song was in like uh jet set radio <laughs> like every racing game that song was in made the racing game better yeah yeah i think it was in two different twisted metal games kit I mean, Rob from, zombie was in twisted metal hit from night yeah, he was it's pretty cool sure yeah yeah that car talks that car talks did you know that it had an evil twin named car I did not. <laughs> it did. Okay, um, then. Did it turn sh- evil sh- because it had a dumb um, name? <laughs> I was going to say, shout, shout out to Ashley, uh, Lightning McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Lightning McQueen is not cool. No, no. <laughs> what's, the, what's the Ninja Turtles van called? Oh, um, I don't oh, think it God, has I a no name. I think they just call it the van. That shoots, like, manhole covers and shit? That's pretty cool. You look cool. it up. Uh... The, well, they, I think the one in the in the 2003 one had a name, and like the and even the 2014 one, I think it had a name. They always have a cool van. One of them that, is that, called that is the Party Wagon, which sounds familiar to me. So maybe it's that. I don't hey, remember. You know, it's a pretty cool car. What's the that? Mystery Machine. The Mystery Machine is a pretty cool car. I like that. It's just it's just called the Turtle Van. Turtle Van. There you go. Yeah, I like uh, the, yeah, I like that one a lot. Actually, I like the mystery I, machine. I to, the mystery machine toy. has a great paint job, like yeah. it's a cool looking design. I had a toy of the turtles car, and I fucking loved it. Uh, like, I would love to just be in that like pastel blue and green van with my best friends driving around the back roads of America solving ghost crimes. That sounds like a great life. I mean, where did they get money? It's like I know this yeah. joke is forty years old, but like yeah. I don't understand how that part works. Did right. they get rewards when they solved the crimes? Maybe did they get they must bounties. Have sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I have to uh, like. There's been a lot of implications that at least Fred some is independently of the... rich. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna say I think I think it's at least. Confirmed in numerous versions that Daphne, at least, is independently wealthy. That's definitely the, how it goes in Mysteries, Inc., which is uh, both the best Scooby-Doo, but also the Mystery Machine is less important in that one, because most of the mysteries are right there in town. Yeah, I do love Mystery, Inc. so much. It's such so a much. good cartoon. God, it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Scooby-Doo is actually, like... Uh, 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 it's it's weird how Scooby-Doo as a franchise has been getting reevaluated over the last few years. Yeah. But like, yeah, like when that when that shit's you know firing on all cylinders, it's genuinely great. Like, there's a reason it's stuck around so long. One of the wildest reinterpretations of a classic character ever of Fred being oh. like sexually attracted to traps, basically. <laughs> 
like what oh, a yeah. weird. Like, he's porta. obsessed with like just fucking trap doors and nets and ropes and Rube Goldberg machines. The best thing in Mystery Inc. is the very first episode, like at the point where it completely sells its concept and like its vision of Scooby Doo is when like Fred's dad wants him to like go out for sports or something, and Fred just goes, "Aw, dad, kids my age aren't into that kind of thing." We like solving mysteries. And his dad just goes, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Okay. Have, any of you, have any of you heard like the original, original uh, Scooby-Doo theme that, that was only for like the yeah. first three episodes that aired before it got its iconic theme? Yep. And how much – like it was just this fucking kooky whiz-bang cartoon instrumental music and it fucking sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, you should go watch Mystery Inc. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, come back next week and we're going to be starting the teenies and tooties. So that'll be exciting. Uh, actually, if you have, we did this last year. If you have a really good idea for a, um, uh, a category, uh, you should send it to us at teens with Tude on Twitter or, uh, at teens with Tude or sorry, teens with Tude at gmail.com would probably be the two best places. Uh, so now, there's not going to be a lot of time between this episode going live and us recording that. Yeah, so send it out pretty bear quick. Bear that in mind. Uh, but but you know if you got a good one, we did one last year from the audience. So if you got one, uh, send it over and we'll do it. Yeah, uh, Ton sent us. Uh, which episode was it? Oh, the most baffling concept. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I don't there know if was that's a, a category we can do this year. This but year is like, a lot less confusing in terms of like the the concepts of the show so yeah, but, but we'll that was definitely the that was definitely the perfect category we needed for that year sure so, so yeah send us one uh so luke what do you have to plug yeah. uh you can find me on twitter at ssj speed racer uh you can find other podcasts i do on audioentropy.com including uh let's place where we rank every video game ever made uh, totally reprise, which uh, will be ending soon. Uh, we have nearly finished talking about every episode of Totally Spies, uh, but we're going to be doing something different once we're done with that. Uh, and uh, most recently, Where's Pod When I'm Scared, a podcast <laughs> all about Veggie Tales. Hell yeah! All right, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh... <laughs> It's like this show, but with a lot more like theological discussion and existential yeah. dread. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Uh. Mike, what do you have to plug? Uh. So my Twitter handle is at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh. You know. So give me a follow there. It's mostly retweets, but you know, it's pictures of rabbit and some shit. You know. Uh. I'm also gonna go ahead and plug once again what we plugged up at the top. If not us, then who? On Kickstarter. Uh, at Rev Rye Bread on Twitter, check them out. Uh, it's the game we played for episode 200 of this podcast to celebrate that milestone, and it's a very fun tabletop game where you basically like you don't even really play characters; you just kind of get together and basically kind of do this. You kind of writers' room slash podcast analyze a TV show that doesn't exist, and you just make it up together as a group, and it's real yeah. fun. It's a good time. All right, uh, Emily, what do you have to plug? Um. You can find me on Twitter at this is Emeralds, um, and I am doing still doing commissions, uh, fifteen dollars per character. You can also contact me via email, um, at, which is also just at this is Emeralds at gmail dot com. Yeah, 
So check that out. Uh, and then give for, me money. I'm starving. No, do kidding, it. I'm give fine. Emily your money. <laughs> uh, and then for me, I just wanted to uh, very quickly. I'm at Chinchy McChilla, but also we have a new podcast on uh, AudioEntropy.com called Thesaurus Wrecked uh, by friends uh, yeah. of the show Ava and Michelle. And you should I guessed check it, it out. on the pilot, and it was really fun. It's, it's a, a it's really a cool podcast. idea. Basically. They try to take uh, words that are synonyms and give them each discrete meanings so that they are no longer synonyms. And it is a baffling premise. They really have it out for the concept of synonyms. They <laughs> fucking hate it when words are interchangeable, y'all. Here's the thing. There's a lot of podcasts. And honestly, can't say I've heard of this specific premise before. No, I, look, no so, listen. I'm not knocking it. So, yeah, listen, if, if, you've, if you've got a genuinely original hook, fucking... More power to you. Absolutely. Yeah, you should check that out. It's a it's a really fun time. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Luke. I've been Emily. And I've been Mike. And may the power protect you always. I I just remembered that I'm after Luke. I thought, like, what's the mic before me? But whatever.